This this is the Impressions Exchange Podcast. Impressions Exchange Podcast. Where all topics impacting the graphic imaging and printing industry are addressed via in-depth news coverage, analysis, and timely interviews. Hi, I'm Denise Gustafson, Editorial Director for Printing United Alliance and the guest host for this special Printing Impressions podcast series in celebration of Women's History Month, highlighting the women in the printing industry. During this series, I'll have the opportunity to talk with women from all segments of the industry about their experiences and their journey as a woman in the printing industry. So today, it's my pleasure to welcome Christine Edgren, Creative Director with Subtle Strauss. Christine, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. So I guess to get us started, can you tell me a little bit about what you do and a little bit about the company you work for? Sure. So I work for Subtle Strauss, which is a marketing and print provider out of Wanakee, Wisconsin, right outside of Madison. I work on the creative team. So really, I'm developing guild and engaged team members, and we have a team of seven. We work directly with clients um, externally on developing quality solutions from a design and strategy standpoint. And we work on a variety of work for them, anything from conventional print to wide format to video, digital, social, kind of the wide range, which makes our job really fun. And we have a lot of flexibility. It certainly makes it fun, just the range of projects and the things that you can actually touch and get involved with. Yes, definitely. (laughs) So how did you get started in printing? Is that something that you like wanted to do from a young age? Is it something you just kind of fell into? Um, Maybe both. Uh, I would say definitely something I fell into in terms of part-time job on the weekend when I was 15 years old and a friend of my mom's owned a printing company nearby Madison. It's no longer around, but I worked there operating a dot color 12 printer and collating projects on the weekend. So you got started really in print. Yes, definitely. After that, I saw kind of all the graphic artists in the other art department while I was working there and decided that that's where I needed to be. I love doing design and drawing and art and went to college for graphic design. And then after an award show, they actually, the same company came to me to hire me right out of college. And they ended up heading in a whole new direction and kind of like three months after getting a full-time job and they kind of let everybody go. And- So I, I was, I was a little bummed, you know, so I had to kind of start over, but it hadn't been, it was still new to me. So I knew kind of what I needed to do and worked at a variety of agencies in different design departments, seeing all the different environments and realized that I, I loved being in print. And so I joined Subtle Strauss and it's been almost 16 years now. Awesome. So I know when we were talking earlier, you said, you know, you had a variety of different options that you were doing when you were working. Is there anything that's really unique that you've done? You said you worked for different agencies. Yeah, um, I would say during college, I worked as a graphic design intern at an agency that was currently developing concepts for Lambeau Field, and they were redesigning the stadium. So that was a really cool opportunity to see. And they were at the time physically spray mounting all of their design concepts. So that was, it's come a long way since, but that was a great opportunity. And the other ones ranged from types of projects were more digital versus more print-based. So (laughs) it was a good range to see where I would want to be, where I landed. 
Awesome. So do you like your job? Oh, I love my job. <laughs> Why? What, what is it about that? That makes you love your job? Um, I learn something new, like almost every day. And I feel very lucky for the clients and the team members I work for. It's definitely a work family. And I love seeing the growth of our team and our company. It's come so far in the time that I've been here. So how long have you been there? Almost 16 years. 16 years. Wow. Yeah. That'll you've probably seen a lot of changes over the years. Definitely. When I joined the company, the creative team was one team member. And so it's definitely grown in that time from where we sat at one time into single offices into a big collaborative area now with more brainstorming and, and collaboration happening. Through all your different career or your, your different spots that you know, stops along your career, has there been anyone or anything that's really kind of helped mentor you or really helped you to get to where you are today? I had a previous boss that really did. I was fortunate. He saw a lot of strengths that I had and he really helped me grow. And from many different perspectives, from a skills perspective, from just how to handle different personalities, he was great. Which is great that you can say that you leaned on someone was able to kind of take you under your, under his wing mm -hmm. to kind of get you started and to help you along. Now, as a woman in the printing industry, which is still very, very much male dominated, what do you think has helped you to make the most of your career as a woman in printing? Has there been any other things that have really helped you be successful? So what do you think has helped you to make the most of your career in printing as a woman? Is there anything else that you could say that really has helped you to be successful? I would say I, I worked really hard. I feel like I, I took initiatives when maybe others weren't. And so people started taking notice. And I will say trusting your gut. If something feels right, go for it. And if it doesn't, speak up for sure. Mm -hmm. When you say trust your gut... How would you define that to someone? You know, what could you give an example of like something that you trusted your gut, you knew it was the right thing to do? Yeah, I feel like there are times that, for example, maybe a client really wants a certain concept. And so when you know that maybe there's another opportunity for them that they're not seeing quite yet. So trust your gut and maybe show them exactly what they were wanting but then also show them what you think might be best for them. And sometimes they may just go that direction. You're there to help them just as much as you're helping yourself. And so trust your gut in, in terms of doing what's best, what you think is best for the client. In some cases, could it be imagine a matter of education that they just don't know what they don't know? Definitely. So a pure example of that would be like somebody wants something bold, underline, all caps, and maybe all they're really trying to tell you is, can you just make that stand out more? So then yeah. in, from your expertise, you can then apply what you know to, to do that instead of maybe doing exactly what's being asked, kind of um, help them understand what they're really looking for. And to make it so it's not quite so screamy in whatever maybe. sign that they're going to have. <laughs> well, the, the, the only unfortunate side of that is that if multiple things are highlighted the same way, then what really stands out? Exactly. You as a graphic designer with the knowledge and of course, as your team, you'll know that this might not really get the point across. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine how 
difficult it could be to sometimes work with some clients that really don't know what they want. And you're like, well, we kind of want something like this and maybe something like this. Sometimes even I know as, you know, I'm a content creator and I work with art directors. I know I do that to them and I feel so bad because I don't know exactly what I have in mind and I just hope that they can read my mind. So yeah, don't feel bad. That's what's great about collaboration. And we love collaborating because I think that that's really where you get to the the greatest point is you combine both sides together and you get to that ultimate goal because most times you may not have ever thought of the other side what I, what someone else brought up. So mm-hmm. it's it's great being able to brainstorm and collaborate together. And we do that a lot in-house, even within our team. If someone's looking for ideas or we're working together on a project, but we do it as well with clients directly. And, and we love that. And so having a diverse team is probably pretty helpful. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Gender, race, whatever, because everybody, then you come with different perspectives. You come with different points of view to the same project. Exactly. And there are team members that we have on the creative team that are specialized more on the wide format side. We have people that are specialized more on the direct mail and the conventional print side. So that's great to bring us all together. And we just have that different perspective. Yeah, that is really good. Have there been any lessons that you've learned in your career in printing so far that you'd like to share? The key point that I would say is continuous improvement is it's key. It's so important to always be looking at, could a process be updated in a better way? Could the way that something's being requested be improved? And it just ultimately just gets better and better. So being able to change with the time, because things have changed so much over the years. So it just improves everything for everyone making things more efficient, making them more manageable. It helps everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know in the wide format space, sometimes the equipment is changing every six to eight months. So that yeah. I'm sure changes how you're color correcting, your ICC profiling. I mean, it it impacts all the way down. Yeah, it's a new piece of equipment. You might think it's, oh, it's just an upgraded model, but then it, it changes. Yes. New presses arrive and there are new specs that need to be followed. There's existing jobs that would run on a different press. And with those specs changes, you just have to reevaluate. How will this work? How will it run? When we find those things out, we're always very interested to see like, how can we push it to the furthest too? Mm -hmm. So we are always looking at what's the next, what else could we really do to push options? And I have a a random thing that just occurred to me um, that I wanted to ask, especially during the pandemic, there was such an issue with supply chain with getting paper Mm -hmm. and substrates. I know everybody was dealing with that, but then when you finally got paper in, sometimes it wasn't what you originally thought you were getting could have a different white point. It could have something else that was different. How did it impact the design side of things? It is very interesting that you ask that because we did have a job, for example, that we needed X amount of envelopes Mm -hmm. and we designed for front and back of the envelope, assuming the flap was in a certain spot. Mm -hmm. When the envelopes arrived, there were three variations of that envelope and the flap was not the same shape, not the same placement. So it's things like that during pandemic that you just had to adjust, right? Pivot. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do now? readdress it? What can we do to, to make it still work? So (laughs) those, that was uh, interesting to see that pre-pandemic, we would have 
only gotten the same kind of envelope, right? I mean, that's more yeah. assumed. Um, and it was for an internal job. So it wasn't, we didn't mind, or you were more likely to get a white envelope. And now we only have pink and green available of that kind of envelope. So now let's pivot, choose a different ink color on a one color press to run on it. That's going to look good with the green versus the white. So yeah, there were, um, that was very interesting. It's funny that you asked that. <laughs> it was just one of those things that came to mind. Cause I'm like, there's been, you know, with it was so hard to source the material. So sometimes, you know, some shops were just like, this is what we could get. It was the only available. Yes. And that's what you took. That's mm -hmm. you, you kind of, you had to go with it. And I know on the design side, I mean, it's, if it's a different white point, it could, the colors now are going to be different. Do you have to go back and adjust colors? I mean, yes, you have ICC profiles, you have stuff, you know, you do have, you know, G7 or whatever, it should be closer. Yeah. But yeah. how do you have to go back and do you have to go back and fix this kind of stuff? And I will say clients were very understanding. They knew mm -hmm. what we were. We were very upfront about everything going on. As soon as we knew, we were letting them know. So we were trying to order that much sooner so that we could get what we needed in time. Yeah. Hopefully things have gotten better. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's it's what I've heard as well. So. Mm -hmm. that, that's good. So hopefully that'll continue. So that way, when you actually order the envelopes, they will be the correct mm -hmm. envelopes. Yes. <laughs> and all the <laughs> So kind of moving to um, talk a little bit about challenges that you may have faced through the years. I know one of the things that a lot of women have talked about is the challenge of trying to juggle a family and a career. And, you know, and sometimes they feel like they have to choose it's one or the other. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's still a choice that women are still making today or that they're kind of forced to make today? I think you do. I think you have women that do have to choose. And I think you have women that don't have to choose. I think it really depends on where they're, where they're at. Every, every company, every job is so different. Mm -hmm. I will say, I felt like I a hundred percent had to choose that. It's just, it's changed a lot since I started having kids and I battle with it today. You know, I, I wish I was there. I am bummed when I have to miss out on things. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm lucky. I'm lucky where I'm at now that I'm able to, my company is flexible enough to allow me to still attend a lot of their events and activities. And, but I loved what I was doing professionally and, but I wanted to be home with my, my kids. So it was like, I just had to make the decision based on what was best for, for our family. Mm -hmm. Is anything really balanced or is it, it's hard, you know? Yeah. I, I'm, I don't think it, I don't think there can be balanced. It's very hard. I'm not sure. I, I do a great job of that. I feel like I'm always trying and I'm talking about continuous improvement. I mean, I, <laughs> what can I do to, to try to balance everything is just, there's always something going on. There's always um, something that has to take a back seat. It feels like there's just, you can be very busy. And mm -hmm. so I'm lucky that my husband does a lot to help and hopefully my hobbies will come back around those things. Those, But I'm, I also, like I mentioned earlier, I love what I do. So I get, I feel like I get to do a lot of my passion during my work day. Which is so, great. Yeah. In some cases, some people, some women might not like their job. Most of right. the women that I've talked to, though, love their job. They love what they're doing. <laughs> they're passionate about them. But there's, yeah. you know, the, I'm sure there's cases that some women that, you know, maybe they're stuck in a spot and they just, they can't figure out how to get out. And maybe their company is not as flexible as some others. So they, they feel that I think that pinch even more 
in some yeah. cases. Yeah. It's very hard to balance everything, especially when you have kids too. And mm-hmm. there's just that one extra element. So. Yes. And then sometimes it's mom and dad share the load. And I think that's happening more and more, especially with some of the younger generations coming up. It really is more shared parenting versus sitting on the traditional, well, mom signs all the permission slips and oh yeah, that's all the lunches. I would say I hear that more often than not is mm-hmm. definitely shared. Which is good. And I think that's going to help to trickle upstream in a way. So yeah, maybe it's some of the new folks coming in and that's what they're looking for. That's what they're doing mm-hmm. that can trickle up and help some of the the older folks that maybe hadn't thought of that, but are still in that kind of situation. Now, one thing I did want to mention, going back to talking about making a decision between one or the other two, I think there are more opportunities now than there were before to be able to do both from a home environment. So you kind of get the best of both worlds, Mm -hmm. which years ago, again, when I started having kids, that wasn't really a common factor. There was, you can work from home and still be a mom at the same time. And that's more available now than ever, ever since pandemic. So I think the choice has changed a lot since. Mm -hmm. I agree. And it's probably a lot also based on what position and what you do. Obviously, Mm -hmm. uh, a person that's running the press, that's really hard to take the press home and run it from your your living room. You know, but... But again, maybe there's other flexible options that can be done for those people that have those positions. Definitely. And and really, I can speak more for our team, our specific creative team that works mm-hmm. more house. So, but having the flexibility too, I mean, that has changed a lot as well. And it helps to ease that work-life balance. So you don't feel like you're missing everything all the time, but yet you're right. still staying on top of what you need to do to get the job done. Exactly in a situation where there's a lot of, especially in the printing industry, there's a lot of of men. Is it hard to make your voice heard? Maybe when other people are trying to drown you out, maybe there's other women fighting for positions or men that just, they know what's right. And, you know, is it hard to not be drowned out? I think it can be at times, or it can be intimidating if anything, right? So Mm -hmm. how do you address it? I think is what you have to look at versus not letting yourself be drowned out. I always think speaking firsthand about situations, having specific points or examples to speak to versus hearsay helps a lot and builds that trust as well. And I think bringing in people that support what you're trying to say as kind of a backup also Mm -hmm. helps. So you have multiple people that can help get your voice heard. Preparation, confidence. Yes. Maybe even the buddy system. Right. hundred <laughs> percent. So talking about women in the workplace, why do you think it's important that, or do you think it's important that companies would benefit from having more women in some of those C-suite roles? Definitely. We all need leaders and mentors to look up to, and they have a different perspective. So I don't think it, you know, you mentioned earlier, just within our team to have different perspectives from whatever age, male, female, it it doesn't matter uh, Mm -hmm. gender. You just get different perspectives from everyone. So I think that could only benefit. And I know in in certain cases, it sometimes also gives, especially those starting out, a clear sight or a clear pathway. Yes. Oh, they're in the suite, the C-suite. I can can do that too. And that was the path that this woman took. Yes. 
you know, they pave the way for, you know, in certain, in certain instances. Yes. Are there any patterns that you've noticed over the years about women in work and what they do that's really helped them advance their careers? So we kind of touched on it earlier, but the flexibility to work from home, I mean, I think that that's a huge, that's been huge, but, and that's not only just for women, but men as well. Um, And then finding the right company, it might not be a good fit and that's okay. So Mm -hmm. it's good to, when you're looking for places, it's not just to find that job for you, but it's a good fit for both, both sides. So Mm -hmm. I think that you'll be more successful if you are passionate and you like your job, like we talked about some that may not, maybe that's not a good fit for them. So how do they, how do they get to advance their career? Maybe go somewhere that they feel more passionate about what they're doing and who they're doing it for. Or the culture is just more in line with what they're comfortable with. Exactly. Their values, everything. Mm -hmm. Not that it's wrong, but it's just people were also brought up different ways. So they're just more comfortable in certain situations. Right. So in terms of supporting women, I know um, Subtle Strauss has a number of women within the company. How should women support each other? Are there ways or things that can be done to really help build everyone up? I think what could help is just sharing experiences with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, we recently went to a girls in print networking lunch. Mm-hmm. And that was great because we really did get to share a lot of our experiences and a lot of experiences were similar. And so I think that that helps and also celebrate wins when there's even little wins, right? Even something as small can still be great, but it's sharing those with each other, I think would be good. No, I agree. And honestly, sharing someone's sharing with somebody that has a win or it doesn't take away anything from us or, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it really just is supporting everyone. Right. So as we're kind of wrapping up, as we look at the printing industry as a whole, there's a lot of misconceptions about the industry, what it is, what people can do within it. What do you wish that you could tell people about the industry or about your career path? I would say, as I mentioned earlier, technology changes, everything changes, but it is so impressive to see what we're capable of and even what we were capable of before, but what we keep improving on and what we keep increasing on. I mean, when I started in the industry almost 20 years ago to now, it's amazing. And Mm -hmm. people may not realize that print is everywhere, right? And it's not dead and has only evolved and appeals to the masses, including the youngest generation. You know, how many emails are you getting versus how much mail are you getting in there? And, and just seeing what you can do from a print perspective and the creativity, what I see from our team is awesome. I mean, walking through the plant and being able to like pull something off and say, wow, (laughs) you know, that's why I say, I learn something new every day, but I'm seeing new stuff every day too. You can mail this, you know, it's, it's incredible. So, and, and that's everywhere from that small direct mail scale, all the way to walking into an environment and just, it's impressive. The recognition, the displays that you're able to do. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I agree. People don't realize how much print that they touch every day. Yeah. And I know I explained this to one woman, you know, because people are, oh, you work with print? You you cover print? (laughs) And then when you start walking people through their day and really all the things that they touch and they interact with, the light starts to go on and they realize, oh, wow, it's a whole lot more than I ever thought about that it's an actual huge industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that just reminds me of 
I think it was my husband that got a direct mail piece and it was, it looked like it was handwritten. Mm -hmm. Oh, they took the time to write that. Oh, if you only knew. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that, but, but it gives that personal touch that maybe didn't know that that was even an option. Mm -hmm. So again, that technology changes so much and it can, it can really do some great things. Yeah. Then once you start adding all the tactile and the haptic onto it between scent and shine and matte and soft touch, and you start going through all the different things that can be done and really start catching the eye. It's just amazing, especially, you know, in packaging, especially in the direct mail space. Yeah. It's very exciting. Our, our team has a show and tell that we bring, if it's not something we're working on to share with the team, it's something that we saw, something we received in the mail, something we picked up somewhere. Mm-hmm. And we're just constantly surprised by what is going on. Right. And even that's being done outside of here. So everyone is doing just amazing things with print. And that's when you take it and you take it apart and try to figure out, okay, how do we print it? How do we do this? hundred percent. How did they die cut this? How did they? Yes. Was it done by machine? Do you think, you know, we go through all the details, <laughs> but it's fun. But then, you know, that's part of the passion. That's part of the creativity of the industry that I don't think people understand that are yeah. outside the industry. They really don't understand all the things that go and impact it. Right. Exactly. Until you, or unless you show them you have samples to show them like, this is what we did. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that does just make a big difference. So how can we encourage more women to think about the printing industry as a career option? I think education, educating Mm -hmm. them on, on that it's even an option and promoting it more. I mean, it wasn't talked about when I was in high school. Again, that was a long time ago. Me too. So don't worry. (laughs) But it wasn't really, it wasn't an option, you know? And so reaching out to high schools, younger level to really talk about it, I think is a, is a great idea. Having open houses or tours to have people come in and do events, you know, recognizing that there's this work family in this industry and to build on this flexible culture that we've started to do already. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like I was wondering, you know, when can we start attracting, you know, can we start doing stuff with five and six-year-olds because for them, the world is just so big and so amazing. Can we start getting, yeah, they are so big. They're big sponges. One of my, uh, one of the editors on our staff um, is in the apparel space and one of her local screen printers had a special event and her two kids who were younger got screen print. That is amazing. And, you know, just imagine the, the, how much that's opened up their mind. I made this, you know, how proud are they going to be to remember? Well, that's the whole process. Oh, that was kind of fun. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have that experience, then, you know, how do they know? They They go Mm -hmm. visit firehouses. They go visit other things. They can get all excited, but Mm -hmm. I mean, granted fire trucks are fun anyway, but you know, (laughs) But I, I would agree with you. And, you know, we did have a team member here whose wife was a teacher of a fifth grade class. And so we did take some items into their fifth grade class, have a presentation and talked about print. And I think doing more of that to just encourage and just awareness will help. I agree. Because sometimes once you hit it at college or, you know, high school, it might be too late. That's true. Sometimes those paths are chosen. And then the other question is not everything in the printing industry also requires a college degree. 
So for some kids that don't want to go the college route, that it's right. just, they don't have that temperament. Apprenticeships yeah, and mm-hmm. other things within the printing industry has, it's a very stable industry. There's a lot that they can be doing and mm-hmm. they can learn a lot. They can grow. It's, it's definitely not a, it's a long-term career and journey for them. So we've, we've done a uh, apprentice workshops and a lot, um, brought in quite a few apprentices. And I think it's great. I agree. And I wish more people would do that just mm-hmm. as a, as a whole, just, I think, cause that would help the industry as a whole. Yeah. And back to the point of like, just promoting it out that those are even options to people. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if they're even aware of it. Yeah. So my last question is something I really enjoy asking is, you know, <laughs> what advice would you give to yourself or to young women? You know, knowing what you know now, what would you give to those women just starting out? Or what advice would you give to yourself now that you know what everything's about? So I've been asked something similar to like this in the past a few times in terms of, would you still go into art? Would you still go into printing? And I would say a hundred percent. It's a passion of mine. And I would say the one thing is it's a small industry. Everyone knows everyone. So networking is huge. So network as soon as you can and as often as you can, because, you know, every job that I had was from knowing someone, but it just took that first person to get me into it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it just kind of leads you down the road. Also take, take tours and go to those open houses, just any, anywhere and just check them out. Everywhere is just slightly different, but it, it still has the same feel. You still get that work family. I hear that from so many other people that are in other places. Yeah. And see if the culture is right for you, but tour as many places as you can. Be curious. Don't be afraid. Right. Take challenges. You Mm got to only helps you grow. And we all need to grow every, a little bit every day. Well, Christine, thank you so much. It was a real pleasure chatting with you today. And I think we could probably keep chatting for a while longer, but unfortunately we actually have other jobs. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It was really nice. It was fun. Okay. Awesome. Thanks again. Thank you.